This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, fellow gamers, and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast, where three dads get together to chat casually about games. On Thursdays like today, we break down recent gaming news that we found most interesting. Please make sure to follow our podcast, rate us five stars, and leave a written review if your podcast app allows. Also, if you like our show and want additional episodes, you can sign up on Patreon starting at $5 a month at MultiplayerSquad.com which I would like to think is a win-win for everyone involved. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he's just a derpy goose trying to steer clear from any murderous ducks. It's Josh. Quack, quack, baby. (laughs) You know I'm the duck. (laughs) Very nice. And uh, Josh has a little bit of spotty internet today, so we're hoping it'll hold up. But if you hear any weird shenanigans, let's just blame Josh's internet. Nothing sends you back to the Stone Ages like not having high-speed internet. (laughs) Yeah. You got your 56K modem uh, on dial-up for backup, Josh? That's not good. I I, I don't know how I'm going to live. Also, real quick, a duck says quack. What's a goose say? Uh, I think it honk? also says quack. Yeah, no? it's honk. No, it's honk. Michael, you honk. failed. Honk. <laughs> and coming up next, Michael, who knows nothing about geese. <laughs> it's Michael. <laughs> I know they have orange bills and flappy feet, and they fly south for the winter, and some of them are from Canada. I know a lot about geese. I'm a geese expert. Those Very geese. Nice. What's, the, what's the plural to, to geese? Geeses? Geese. Well, it's <laughs> goose is Paul, singular. Michael, oh boy, Michael, Michael are you awake? <laughs> oh man, you doing all right, buddy? <laughs> singular goose, multiple geese. All right. So this is our first Twig episode of 2023, where we covered this week in gaming. And usually the first week is a little bit of a bummer because there's not a whole lot of news over the holidays. People take time off work. There's usually not a whole lot of news stories or even journalists working. We have some fun stuff to talk about today, guys. I think we need to start off, since we we keep talking about geese, uh, this is the story we got to start with. We have our very first big surprise hit of the year with Goose Goose Duck. Now, (laughs) this game has been out for over a year. It is 100% a straight-up ripoff of Among Us. This game was averaging less than 2,000 players each month until all of a sudden here it just recently went into overdrive starting in december and at the time of this recording right now there are 316,000 people playing goose goose duck making it the number four game on steam right now beating out juggernauts like PUBG 
Apex Legends, GTA 5, Warzone 2, and Rust. And it's still gaining players, guys, which means it hasn't even quite peaked yet. I think we're enabling it now because we're going to talk about it. And now people on our podcast are going to go play it, too. And it's just enabling all this geese geese stuff. <laughs> yeah. So when the player base is up to 500,000, they know who to thank. Yep. It's a multiplayer <laughs> gaming podcast. That's for sure. For promoting their free game. Not, yeah. not a sponsor. I, yeah. I mean, man, viral viralness, right? <laughs> so famous person plays your game and then all of a sudden everybody wants to try it out. And because everybody's trying it out, everybody else wants to try it out. And there you go. I, I mean, kudos to the studio. This sounds very familiar to the Among Us thing because Among Us was out for a while before it just launched into massive popularity. What I am figuring out is people just love this type of game. Yeah, you social know? deduction. Yeah. Why can't there be a AAA title type social deduction game? And I'm Ooh. not saying that everything's got to be AAA, but it's like you get Among Us, you get Goose Goose Duck. It's really hard for me to say that. I keep wanting to say Duck Duck Goose because right? you know that's the game we all played. But you know, it's like the premise is there and it's very simple and it works. But why can't somebody just elevate that? You know, it's always this very simplistic, do these chores, do these. Th- I mean, this game is 100% a ripoff of Among Us, with the exception, I will say, of the classes that it has in it, which I am a huge fan of. Yeah, um, I just keep thinking every time I read this, I, I can't, my brain can't get off how much I just wish that a K-pop artist would tweet that they listen to our show. That's all I can think of. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, apparently you just get the right person streaming and your game can take off. So in this case here, the K-pop group BTS, one of the uh, bandmates in the group, went ahead and streamed playing Goose Goose Duck. And here we go. It exploded in popularity 200% or 200 times the number of players that were there before. But yeah, I will say that I did download Goose Goose Duck. It's a free game. And so that gives it one advantage over Among Us. Among Us is still five bucks in Steam. So here, this one's actually free. And I did play a little bit. I will say, I like the maps a lot more in Goose Goose Duck. They are definitely a little bit more complex. And it's not just like a ship with like eight to 10 rooms, however many there are in in like Among Us. These ones are a little bit bigger with a ton of rooms. There's a little bit more variety with the tasks to do if you're one of the geese. So I do like some of that stuff here, but the classes really are, I think, what make this a little bit more interesting. So there are different classes, whether you are a goose who are the innocent people going around trying to do the tasks, and then you have the murderous ducks running around trying to kill the geese. And there are separate classes for both, which are kind of interesting. So like if you're a duck, maybe you have the ability, I forget what the class is called, but it allows you to consume a corpse. So if you kill someone like in Among Us, and someone runs across the corpse, they report it, right? Well, in this case, you can actually kill someone and immediately eat the corpse, and you've left no evidence. So that's kind of like a neat wrinkle. There's different classes like that. Well, and there's hilarious names to some of these things, too. Like the Astral Goose, for instance, is a goose uh, that can detach from its spirit and send it through walls. Like, it's just like, <laughs> that, that's go. the Astral Goose. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of different things, and they're all little specialty things that just kind of add. It's, it's basically exactly like Among Us, but they've added the classes like 
like Josh and Paul were talking about that just adds a little wrinkle to the game that I think has it's it's almost like if it was Among Us Two, you know, maybe Among Us Two should have just come out earlier and they should have just oh, had classes. They're swimming in their money, they're fine. <laughs> they don't <laughs> need Among point. Us Two. You know, I, I will say it's funny how just a small tweak like adding classes to a game can really help to refresh it. And I wouldn't, I won't say revolutionize it because this has been done in board gaming forever. I mean, Avalon has that one night werewolf has it. Like, you know, this is a very common thing to have these special characters or classes that have these abilities. But f- I will say this I love those kinds of games. Avalon, when I was introduced to that board game, became my favorite game instantly. Uh, you know, it, I still like it in a large group setting. You need enough people to really make it fun. Um, so I downloaded this before we started recording, and I darn well plan on playing it a little bit tonight, just because I haven't played Among Us in forever. So, you know, I've got that little bit of that itch, but I want to see like how these different classes work. I like the fact that it throws a little bit more strategy into a game like this. And so I'm, I'm very curious. And if nothing else, at least this K-pop guy, you know, put this on people's radars. The developers are, have been super thankful. Like their servers absolutely crashed when all these people started playing. (laughs) They, they said, Hey, this is incredible. Thank you guys. We're upping our servers and all that as well. So it's just a, it's a nice, like heartwarming story, but I'm also kind of excited to give this game a try. Are the are the classes like randomly? Because there's there's like three or four dozen classes. Air quotes I'm doing right here because it's just like abilities. Like like if you're like for instance the vulture. I don't know if it's a duck or a goose, but your only objective is to eat the corpse of a murdered goose. It's your only objective. Like is that a randomly assigned thing? Do you guys know, or is it just you go and you pick that ability? I think it's randomly assigned at the start of the match, which is hilarious. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious. There's also multiple modes, so I did not have enough time to try all of them out, but that's also another little wrinkle here. So I do love the idea that the social deduction games are getting a little bit more complicated, a little bit more complex, a little more strategy required. So I'm really curious to see who's going to come around next, whether it's like Among Us 2 or whatever it might be and, and kind of see where they take it from here. But it does seem like they're trending in the right direction. They're getting more interesting, which I'm I all like, about. I like that when we started talking about this, um, we, we probably thought we were all going to make fun of it. And it went to Paul has played it. Josh plans to play it. And now I'm excited to play it. <laughs> <laughs> the one big downside I will say is that it's up to 16 players. And my very first match was just loaded with nine-year-olds screaming into their mics. And I immediately had to mute the lobby and it took about seven minutes until they started the game because so many people kept leaving and coming and then a new person was leader and then everyone's yelling at that person to start the match. So I think there's still something to do as far as like quick play and just let people join games in an easy way. It's still tough to get a lobby going. That's my number one complaint still about this style game. We'll have to play a community night of some Goose Goose Duck oh, heck yeah. server. That's where I think it would really shine is getting just a bunch of people in there and actually playing with people that aren't screaming in your ear. 100%. I mean, <laughs> some people nice. might scream in our ears, but it'll probably be me screaming in your ears. <laughs> well, and we'd have the ability to just, you know, mute just them. Shut them off. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up here on the docket, this is kind of a three for one story regarding Naughty Dog. So first of all, The Last of Us TV show, which will air on HBO, starts on Sunday. Only oh a couple goodness. days away. That's crazy. Do you, guys, do you guys plan to check this one out? 100%. 
Uh, I don't have HBO, but I am going to check this out when you give me your login info, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) I have no problem giving it to you, Josh. I 100% am going to watch this. I'm going to call it now. I think this is going to be a really big hit for HBO. I think a lot of people are going to watch this. I think this is going to be like the biggest hit since Rings of Power, where we had a lot of people that we knew watching that at once. I think this one's going to be huge because, first of all, who doesn't love Pedro Pascal, man? Yeah, that's I love that guy. Nobody, yeah. nobody doesn't love Pedro <laughs> Pascal. A hundred percent of people love Pedro Pascal. Are they doing this as a like a weekly episode release, or yes. can I just binge watch it? No, nope. it's an HBO deal, uh, and they always do it. weekly, right. which which is the best model. But they have already said this show is only running two seasons. Season one will be the first game. Season two will be the second game, and that's it. And I think people are going to respond to that because you're not signing up for 27 seasons of The Walking Dead. You're going to be able just to watch this and you can knock it out in a couple months and you're going to be done with season one, wait around and then watch season two later. Um, I can't wait to watch this because I have already mentioned in other episodes spoilers about how The Last of Us starts, but especially that mm. first episode, I can't wait to watch the first half of that pilot. I think it's going to be incredible. Yeah, I think also on overall filmmaking, as far as when it comes to TV, we see too many shows that start out for a couple of seasons and are just killer. Lost, Walking Dead, uh, Game of Thrones, well, it only fell off at the very end. But the whole thing is that if you go into it and you're like, let's just keep this going while the money's coming in, you're going to run out of ideas. You're going to basically just exploit all the writing that you've done before and make a terrible show by the end. Coming into it and saying we're doing two, three, four seasons and stopping it there, in this case, two seasons with The Last of Us is brilliant. I think it's going to be a huge hit as well because, like, for instance, my parents are going to watch it. They don't yeah. know about the video game. They just know, oh, it's it's kind of like a zombie type thriller type you know, post-apocalyptic thing, but done by HBO, which always does ideas just a little bit bigger and sometimes often better. They have a lot of good shows. I think that I think this is going to be a big one for them. Totally agree. And HBO's never really had a post-apocalyptic show like this. So I think for a lot of people, they're going to see it as something new and something they haven't seen before. And yeah, HBO, all of their shows are highly watchable. None of them are bad. Uh, we've never covered any kind of series based on a game before but if we all end up enjoying it maybe we'll touch back in once or twice during the season and kind of give our thoughts uh but this is one that i've really been anticipating for a long time i did not care about the halo tv show or anything like that and from what i've seen never interested me at all but this is the one that i've really been waiting for all right well we are going to take a short break here since we're halfway through the episode and we'll be right back with more multiplayer gaming podcast Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we are back. Next part of the Naughty Dog news here from this week is uh, what I'm going to say is, quote, news about multiplayer (laughs) for The Last of Us. Um, By news, I mean the fact that they tweeted a concept art picture of what multiplayer might look like, which was just a picture of like a broken down cruise ship. It looked like it was something that could have been part of the first Last of Us game. Uh, and and uh, really, they just said that they're going to have more information about this in the future. So I think this was kind of a nothing burger story, other than the fact that multiplayer is coming down the road for The Last of Us. You know, I saw the photo that they sent, you know, their teaser. Like, why? I don't understand, you know, like, okay, that tells us nothing. There's a cruise ship in the background. All right, fine. Cool. Like, yeah, like this, just, we know nothing. Here's like, the thing that gets me on this is we kind of picked on uh resident evil village, right. For re- reverse, like not everything needs multiplayer. I don't understand why developers will always assume that something needs a multiplayer aspect to it. I, you know, maybe it winds up being phenomenal. Maybe it winds up being like Daisy or War Z or something like that, where it's this really fun post-apocalyptic game to play with friends, and you go up against other people and zombies and stuff like like it. I, I, we've seen those games work really, really well, but I just don't see a Last of Us multiplayer becoming this awesome mainstream multiplayer game. Like, I just don't understand why they spend so much like time and resources developing multiplayer on everything. Does this excite either one of you? Like I know I'm lower on last of us than you guys are, but do either one of you get excited about a last of us multiplayer? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll check it out. The whole thing is why to your point, Josh, why did they, why did they choose this game to, to do a multiplayer with like, why stand on this mountain and why die on this hill? You know, like it's, it's of all the games, like the last of us does not seem like a multiplayer title. Um, it could. We could totally go into that Left for Dead realm or whatever you want to do with it. I could see an entire game based inside this cruise ship. Maybe a multi- maybe a single player, but I don't know. It could be. I just I just don't. I my question is why this franchise, and I don't have an answer for you. You know, it's yeah. It's just too early to know because we don't know what it's going to look like. I right. don't think it's just going to be like Deathmatch. 5v5 last of us it's gonna have to be something different we do know that it's gonna be a new cast of characters it doesn't take place in the same area as the main games and we know that it's gonna incorporate some kind of story so i don't really know what that is even going to look like does that mean you'll be able to run scenarios with your friends cooperatively or will there be a pvp aspect to it it's just too early to know which is a great transition into the last part of the Naughty Dog news, because ironically, Naughty Dog also came out and said that in the past, they have previously announced their games way too far in advance, which has hurt their own studio. They said that whenever they share their news too early, it has led to unrealistic release dates and expectations. And so moving forward, they are going to delay announcements until their projects are much closer to being done. And uh, AAA Studios, take note, because this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I am all yeah. for this. And that was also a great Pedro Pascal reference. Yeah, it was Thank great. You. Thank Kudos you. I was proud of you. that. Yeah. <laughs> Two points for you. <laughs> I This is the way it should be done. Uh, so honestly, Naughty Dog, thank you. Please set the trend in the industry for this. 
I don't need to hear about a game three years ahead of time. I don't need no. to hear that you've started developing a game that's going to release in seven years. It just doesn't like it doesn't matter. It doesn't make any sense. Show me, you know, name a game and say, hey, this game's releasing in three months. And then a month beforehand, start showing some gameplay or something like that. Two weeks beforehand, get me hyped. I'm good to go. We just, I don't understand these massive lead ups to these games anymore. And I'm really glad that there is a top developer that is saying, hey, we're not going to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Look at Bethesda, you know, like they, they are so guilty of so far in advance. Like, I think it was last year. Hey, next Elder Scrolls game, eyeing 2032. And it's like, that's not news. You don't even have you don't even have a team hired. No story. But they're like, well, but we think it's going to come out then. OK, nobody cares. Let us know when you're almost done and we'll play it. Yeah. And guess what? If it's good. People will buy it, oh, yeah, and everyone right. will play it. Apex Legends. No one knew a thing about Apex, and it dropped out of nowhere, and it's still now, years later, consistently in the top five on Steam because it's a great game. So, yeah, the I, I don't want I don't even want to hear about these games if they cannot show me any gameplay. I am done with cinematic trailers. Do not show me concept art. If you can't show me any part of gameplay in a working game. I don't even want to know about it. Now, unfortunately, we run a gaming podcast, and if it's news, we're going to talk about it. Here we are talking about cinematic art. It's just one screenshot from The Last of Us, um, nothing of which even screams multiplayer at all. It's not even a screenshot. It's a sketch. Yeah, it's 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 a concept art. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's not news. We shouldn't even hear about it. It should not be a news story at all. But here we are, and ironically, the same studio saying we're not going to do this anymore. So, yeah, moving forward, hopefully studios will keep things a little closer. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is another one of these where they Woo-hoo. haven't been touting it for the last year. They just announced it a couple months ago, and now we're getting it in March, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's the way to do it. Give Horizon- us a few months lead up, and that's all we need. Horizon Forbidden West, I think it was like eight months. Like, I was like, oh, they're making a sequel, and they're almost done? Okay, this is great. Like, that was good. It wasn't like years in advance. I, I do think it's ironic, though, that like... It's like the same day. Hey, listen. So Last of Us multiplayer is going to come out in six years. Here's a picture of a cruise mm-hmm. ship. Psych. It's not a picture. It's a pastel drawing. Also, we're not going to... We, we don't think we should release things in advance anymore. Too far in advance. I just made... It that. was the last time, Michael. They had to get one it's more. It's the in. last one we're going to do yeah. to make it more impactful. <laughs> uh, y'all didn't know we were going to do a mini Naughty Dog showcase today, did you? Well, congratulations. There you are. We did. <laughs> I will say, I love Naughty Dog. I love the Uncharted games. Oh, yeah. I love the last of us it's one of my favorite studios for sure uh yeah i mean i i think I, if i'm remembering correctly we're supposed to be getting this last of us multiplayer later this year so i don't know why they wouldn't tell us more about it i think they're just looking for anything to release to drum up more hype for the tv show that's uh, my it's all going hand in hand for sure that's gotta exactly be it, right? it yeah yeah All right, well, let's go ahead and move into our next story here. This one is all about Redfall, which many of you out there have been anticipating for quite some time. This is the vampire shooter from Arcane, which was supposed to release last year, and it got pushed back to 2023. It does seem like their goal now is to release the first week of May, and we do know it'll be available day one on Game Pass, which is huge news. But more notably, the studio came out and said that comparing Redfall to Left 4 Dead is a complete misconception and that this game is much more akin to loading into Far Cry. That kind of surprised me. 
This surprised me Absolutely. as well. And honestly, I think Redfall needs this because Redfall, when it first got announced, had a little bit of hype to it. They came out with a really neat trailer showing PvP against like two squads and stuff like that. And I remember we covered that, you know, long ago. And then Redfall has kind of really cooled in my hype meter almost to where it's like nothing. Like it didn't even really make our most anticipated games of 2023. I think we briefly mentioned it. So you know, what went wrong, right? Like, if this is supposed to be Arcane's next great game, and Arcane has made some phenomenal games, like the Dishonored series, they made Deathloop, um, you know, so they, they, they've got a decent pedigree. It's just like, what's going wrong with Redfall? Like, why is, why is it so cool now? And I think it's because a lot of people, myself included, started equating this to it's just another Left for Dead clone. You know, you've got your four characters instead of zombies, you're killing vampires and it's a, you know, it's a co-op shooter and blah, blah, blah. And so I think it's beneficial that they came out and said, no, we are not left for dead. We are more like Far Cry, which is an open world cooperative shooter quest based, you know, campaign. Like, I I mean, Mm. you know, what do you, I, I, it's just that interests me more than thinking that Redfall is another left for dead clone. I think this news is very, very positive news for everyone who might be looking forward to this game because it's just like Josh said, we were kind of tepid on the idea of it's Left 4 Dead, a clone. It is what it is. Well, when they came out, they even said, hey, it's not going to be the scale of Far Cry, but the idea is going to be the same. You're going to get together. You're going to do some missions together. You might be like, it even quotes, like you might see this farmhouse off in the distance and say, let's go check that out. And you go and you find out there's some cultists in there and you have to save some people from inside this barn or something, a farmhouse or something like that. It's much more appealing to me that it's going to be, you know, the gameplay might be similar to Left 4 Dead in a lot of ways where, you know, you're trying to survive, you're trying to kill these zombies, they're running at you and all this, but to have objectives and maybe missions and things you can do and and just places to go on the map is a lot more appealing to me than a Left 4 Dead clone. And I think a lot of people are going to feel the same way. Yeah, I think this is just really highlighting that Arcane kind of dropped the ball with branding and marketing. Yeah. The fact that everyone kind of just thought and assumed this is more like Left 4 Dead and we've known about this game for ages. So the fact that we're just now finding out, no, it's actually kind of like Far Cry. I think that's why a lot of our expectations have just kind of cooled. None of us really know what this game is. And we still don't have a whole lot of gameplay. We do know that it is open world. So this is not going to be just loading into like a single mission like Left 4 Dead. Um, like Michael mentioned, they did say maybe you're just roaming the open world and you run across some stuff and you go find some survivors and... That's the kind of vibe that they're looking for. So I don't know why we haven't seen that yet in any of the footage. And, and and again, talking about releasing information about games too early, we have seen these cinematic trailers that highlight the characters and who they are, but we don't really know about the gameplay. You know, we've seen, okay, they're in this attic and they're shooting these vampires that keep jumping in. Oh, there's more than one. Let's kill the rest of these but we still don't really understand the vibe of this game and the fact that it's now due for release in May. I'm hoping that they start to just give us an onslaught of information and maybe that'll regenerate the hype. It's it's good to me that they are aware that people are misconceiving what this game is because Redfall looks like it could be a lot of fun. Any co-op shooter like it really interests me. I love playing games with friends and when you get to work together you know, to do that, it's nice to not always be out there trying to kill each other in these first person shooters. So working together really, you know, that's a, that's a draw for me, but 
I am one of these people that thought this is just left for dead. Oh, look, that vampire is going to suck you in and then I have to go free you. And this vampire is going to he's a big hulking vampire. Watch out, guys. You know, that kind of thing. Right. But I think you nailed it, Paul. This is a detriment of their marketing department to not, you know, the gameplay that they showed off did not show off any of this open world stuff. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, and it was like two, maybe it was like probably two and a half years ago. The very first time we ever saw a trailer for Redfall was a cinematic trailer where they were looting a like a convenience corner store and another squad was coming by and they were all kind of hiding and then all you know you know what broke loose in this fight i don't even there's no pvp in this game anymore so things have changed obviously but they just didn't translate that to the people you know, and, and honestly, I was kind of more interested in the PvP, like, you know, what's the division, the dark zone, that kind of aspect of it. Like, I think that adds a, like a height to it where it's it almost seemed like it was going to be PvEVP. And to me, the news that this is going to be more like Far Cry with an open world nature and you can kind of go and do what you want, that does interest me. But I need to see some of that in action. You know, give me that 10 minute gameplay walkthrough where you're showing the world and you're saying, hey, do you see that over there? Like you can go over there with your friends and maybe, you know, you're going to find a vampire nest or something along those lines. We saw that with Hogwarts Legacy. The first time that they showed off Hogwarts, we all went meh. But then we got an actually really good video of the open world and showing flying in some of the combat. And we all went, ooh. And I just feel like Redfall has not had any of that that has gripped me and made me go, ooh, yet. But if it's not a Left 4 Dead clone, at least I feel like that moment could exist. I think that we're at the point now where stuff like that's going to have to start coming out soon. The game is supposed to come out in May. And so if it's coming out soon, like it's almost like Hogwarts. We still had no idea until a couple months ago, even a month ago, right? on what was actually some of the details of it. And so we're kind of in that window now where we should start seeing the developer putting out more stuff, if this is a good game, that is. If it, if it's not, then we might not see a lot of that stuff, and they might just leave it vague and just say, hopefully people buy it. But I, I'm I'm more leaning on the side this is going to be a fun game to play. It has a lot to offer. Just wondering why they dropped the ball with the marketing. But they're going to have to play some cleanup pretty soon. It looks like they're starting it right now. Yeah, very well could be. The one part of the story that did give me a little bit of hope about Redfall is the fact that they said it is open world, but it's not huge. There are no vehicles in this game. Everything will be on foot. And I think that's actually a really good thing because I love open world mechanics, but some of these games are just too open world for its own good. If you play like No Man's Sky, which is a great game, but especially early on before they added more content... It's just big, but not necessarily full of stuff to do. And that's like our big worry about Starfield. Yes, the game is enormous. Are you going to run across enough things in the open world to do? And here in Redfall, it sounds like it's open world, but small enough that they can fully populate it. Hopefully, there's something around every corner to go explore and figure out. Um, So there is, I think, some good news there. But I'm hoping we see a lot more gameplay in the next couple months. I would love for Redfall to be great, honestly. Like yeah. I, it's it's one of those games where I think there's potential there. It just has not gotten me hyped. 
But again, any cooperative shooter that you can play with friends, especially if there's a decent story or fun combat and stuff like that in it, or where your classes matter. Paula, you know, I need you to do this because that's what your class does and you just saved everybody because you were good at it. That's the kind of stuff that matters in these types of games. So I really would like Redfall to be great. I'm just hesitant because I don't know that we know what this game is at this point. Yeah, it's still a little confusing. All right. Well, we do want to say thank you to everyone out there for listening to this episode of This Week in Gaming. Please make sure to check out our Quick Take episode on Saturday and then come back again on Monday for our deep dive on Dungeon Defenders. We also want to ask you all to come follow us on socials everywhere at Multiplayer Pod and check out support options on Patreon at MultiplayerSquad.com to get those bonus episodes. And uh, that wraps up everything here for this episode. So we just want to say thank you once again to everyone. And until next time, happy gaming. Happy gaming. Wait, that's your line. Uh, Cheers, all. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. See everybody.